pick up the phone, man. Pick up the phone. Pick up the phone and talk to the people you've met along your path. Anybody that's wanting to get in the business or in the business that may be stuck on a plateau and like, what do I do? Pick up the freaking phone. There's everyday social, uh, every week content, every week contacts, and it sits in front of me. Doesn't matter how disciplined I am, that's part of the discipline as that reminder. So when I come in my office, it's there, man. Um, so aligning myself with with great people, right? People that have done more stuff than I have. People that have proven and, you know, wash, rinse, repeated more than I have. That's all. Um, people that have failed more than me. That's all, right? So you've failed more times than I have, but you've had probably more successes than I have. Discipline doesn't necessarily have to be defined. You just have to be committed to what you're doing. Hello and welcome to the Agent Podcast with your host, that's me, Raymond Sholseth. Let's dive in. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Agent Podcast. Today, I have Thomas Bellingham with me from Louisville, Kentucky. Thomas, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks, Ray. I appreciate having me today. Yeah, thanks for being here, man. I appreciate your time. So, you know, Thomas, I've known you five minutes, and there's one thing that uh, I've noticed about you. You're extremely disciplined. Where does that discipline come from? Um, comes from the bottom. Um, and uh, and we, we talked a little bit about this, but uh, and what I mean by it from, from the bottom is that when you have um, nothing to start with, uh, you have everything to gain. So um, you can kind of build those blocks one at a time and, you know, look back every once in a while uh, and gain perspective of where you've gone and where you want to go, um, analyze mistakes and missteps and things like that, and, and then say, hell with it and fix it the next time. And then, so you just put that other building block in front of you and it's another building block. And then, you know, as it ascends up, then, um, then, then it just becomes a way of life. So discipline and building blocks. I love that. You, you have a background, you were in the Marines, right? Yes, sir. So is there any influence from discipline being a, a Marine? And it's the only reason I went in the Marine Corps is because it's the most disciplined. Um, again, growing up, you, my dad was a military guy. Um, he was in the Air Force and would come home and say, you know, how, how hardcore they were. And, you know, when he was in, and of course that was a hundred years before I even thought about going in and he said, um, you know, air force, this, that, and, you know, you hear about the other branches and I love them all. You know, we, we joke as military veterans and, uh, passionate about it, but, um, you know, you always just grew up knowing that the Marine Corps was, was the toughest and the hardest and you can't do it kind of stuff and, uh, prove me wrong. And just kind of how I am, I'm a, I'm a prove you wrong kind of guy. Well, you know, first of all, thank you for your service. Exactly. Second of all, the other thing that I've noticed about you right off the bat is you're an incredible communicator. And, you know, in general with people, let alone in the real estate business, communication is not always, you know, A, to be found, to a priority. Where did you pick up your communication skills from? Gosh, failing. Honestly, failing, man. Um, sometimes uh, I don't have the, whether it be the best language. So, I try and curb that. You know, I grew up very rough, if you will. So I grew up in predominantly um, African American neighborhood and very diverse. wasn't just a, It wasn't a good culture. Um, looking back on it, but you know, you pick up swear words like early, very early on in life, and you learn very fragmented conversations. And it just didn't sit well with me. As, as again, it's one of those building blocks I mentioned earlier. Is that okay? I sound like a like an idiot half the time. Um, say what you mean, get out what you need to say and believe in what you say. So a lot of my communication comes in from my failures, 
but also believing that what I have to say, there's validity to it. So I'm going to express and say it the way it needs to be said. And if somebody else changes my mind within that communication piece or that conversation, and then we can adjust as to why that was said. Yeah. So many people want to fake it till they make it, you know, and that's like, it's such bullshit. It doesn't work that way. No, You're not serving anybody, especially yourself. And you know what it does, man? Listen, listen, this is, this is really to my core. This is what it does. When you fake it till you make, it's one thing to go out and say, yeah, I got this deal, that deal. And you might have half a, you know, a couple million dollar deal going on, an opportunity. But if you're not closing an opportunity, it don't matter. But what happens when people embellish and when people give shit, fake it till they make it, you're lying to yourself. You're, you're fucking lying to yourself. To, and remember when I said earlier, when you hear yourself talking and you talk to enough strangers and you're still learning from yourself. So when you talk to enough strangers and you're hearing that those words come out, then you go home and you're like, I didn't sell that fucking property. I, I mean, I, I'd like to sell it. I have an idea. I had a small conversation about it, but I didn't sell that. That I mean, there's a lot of that shit that goes on in, in real estate and any business. Yep. But um, yeah, that's, you know, the fake it till you make it. It's just it's bogus. Yeah. Um, it doesn't work. I myself... I drive a 2005 Nissan Armada because I got a hell of a deal on it. I paid cash for it. Um, it's gray and it's getting a little gray like me. And when you start getting those grays is when you start realizing that you have that experience and history of fucking up. You have a background in workforce leadership, right? Tell yes, me sir. about what is workforce leadership and how has that played a role into your real estate business? So it, it's right there in the title, you know, it's, it, it's the, the force of work, right? So we all have to get up in the mornings and go do what we have to do. And then you have the leadership component. Um, do you want to be led or do you want to lead? And in most cases, when you are able to recognize it, you can do both at the same time. And that, that's where like leading from behind comes in to play. Uh, if you've never heard that out there, then uh, when you lead from behind means you're, you're comfortable being led but also leading others at the same time. So it was a program offered by the University of Louisville to the College of Education um, that I went back as an adult learner. You know, we're, we're lifelong learners here, yeah. no matter if you're in the uh, college sector, higher learning, um, in the mean streets of real estate. Um, but being a lifelong learner, I, I did not want to leave my degree unfinished. So I, I went back to the University of Louisville and they had a program game called Workforce Leadership that allowed you to apply real work-life credits. Um, you know, you wrote dissertations, you took classes upon having what a SWOT is, strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, threats, um, something you put in a business performance. So they tied in real workforce experience, whether it had been from the Marine Corps, coaching, playing football, um, you know, just uh, career paths that we've taken, and you, you apply it to their discipline, and then you earn credits through, the, through that program. And so I was able to earn my bachelor's degree uh, in workforce leadership that way. Cool. How long have you been in real estate? I guess when I always like to say legally, but technically, um, I, I have had my license for, and today's my anniversary with Keller Williams today, ironically enough. Happy anniversary. Um, thank you. Three years with Keller Williams. I'm excited. Um, I have, I've had my real estate license for just over five years now. I got it back in 2016. I had done a few flips with some friends, meaning I wrote a check and we went and hammered 
some two by fours and we put together a few houses and uh, we put lipstick on a pig and we sold it. And then I got bit by the real estate bug and I thought, well, I, I might as well get my license and um, and then mitigate some of these costs of commissions. And um, again, I'm a DIY, do it yourself, go after it kind of guy. And so when I started doing that, I got my license, the phone started ringing. And I thought, oh, looks like I'm going to be an actual agent. So to your earlier question, to bring it full circles, that's when I had to really start ramping up my game of communication because it was just more than me going out to write a check to buy a house to drink cheap beer and hang drywall and do it myself kind of thing. And put up some two by fours. Yes. Yes. So I had to be able to communicate and execute accordingly to gain clients, to sustain clients, to grow business, to engage with other um, professionals. And I'm choosing to take a path of higher professional level versus I don't want to be a, um, a rum dumb agent, right? I don't, I, I really want to come in and, um, and absolutely love this industry. And I do love it, but I, and I just want to fall more and more in love with it. Um, it brings so much joy to my life. And I'm not saying that just to be on the freaking podcast or any other reason, but that's what wakes me up in the morning. That's what drives me. And I know we're going to get to that, but no, I, I really, that. that's amazing. I just like to be that better Thomas. And it sounds cheesy as hell, man, but that's, it's, it's legitimate. I just like, you know, we're only here one trip around the sun, one trip. And that's all we get. So we were talking earlier about branding. So you've been in the real estate game five years. You've been with Keller Williams three years. How have you branded and positioned yourself as a real estate agent in Kentucky? Digging in the people, man, digging in the people. Um, I've tried a couple little marketing things here and there, and, and I'm still doing, you know, a little bit of advertising, not much, but, uh, my sphere, um, meeting people, loving on people. I'll be in Kroger, I'll be in a gas station or something like that. And I find any reason just to let somebody know I'm a realtor. They might tell me to bug off, right? They don't want to hear it. That's fine. But I'm able to hear myself talk and we learn from hearing, right? And visual. So whether it be myself or you or any of other other peers or mentors. Um, so the more I hear myself talk, I'm like, man, I sound like a freaking idiot. Um, that's okay because that's airplane conversation to the person at the Kroger, right? They, I might say something stupid and it didn't make sense or, you know, and they shut me down or I'm like, oh, why, you know, why'd I do that? And then I go back and I analyze myself and then I'm like, okay, change this. So it comes back to that communication piece. I'm just trying to pivot a little bit from it. You know, Keller Williams, obviously, they're, they're a great company to work for. Good training, solid team, amazing background and leadership. What are your lead generation tactics that work for you? Pick up the phone, man. Pick up the phone. Pick up the phone and talk to the people you've met along your path. Um, anybody that's wanting to get in the business or in the business that may be stuck on a plateau and like, what do I do? Pick up the freaking phone. So, I mean, Facebook, just this morning, going through Facebook, hit my messenger. And again, and I'll tell you right now, this is in front of me each and every day. There's everyday social, uh, every week content, every week contacts. And it sits in front of me. doesn't matter how disciplined I am. That's part of the discipline as that reminder. So when I come in my office, it's there, man. Is that something you created for yourself? um, Yes and no. Um, I I took a, a template that somebody else did, and I just made my own numbers. And, you know, some of that stuff changes in, in content, different types of videos, et cetera. But I literally, I pick up my phone and I just start talking. I hit my messenger this morning. Uh, kids, I, I used to coach football. 
So kids I used to coach are a buying age now and their parents that I've developed relationships with. Again, I just really dig into my sphere. Quick note, hey, I know we talk to each other a lot on social, man. Just want to know, hey, how's Connor? How's Trace? How, you know, just want to see it uh, at a football game, say hi. It's not even about real estate. And so those things that I've listened to over the years, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I need to go drive business, drive business. But that is driving business when you just kind of leave it alone and you just have genuine conversations and you genuinely care about what that person in front of you is doing. Um, you know, the rest takes care of itself, brother. So that goes back to discipline though, right? Because you have this habit that you created based off that one sheet of paper that you're following your protocol every week. And that's discipline in action, right? Bringing that full oh, yeah. circle is, hey, this is what I'm doing every week. And you know, you're focusing on your sphere, your database, whatever you want to call it, your circle of influence. And you're just doing it, right? You're grinding away, doing those same things, having conversations. That's it. Having conversations. It, it doesn't even become a grind. There's some grind part. You're absolutely right. But there's really no grind to it when it becomes a part of what you do every day. Right. So it just like, what do you do when you come in the office? One, you do this, you get your coffee, you lay your keys down, you do that's just it's just another piece of it. Um some conversations are easier than others. Some are worse than others, but you know, we all learn and we communicate that. Right. I love that. So you, let me see, you're uh, three years at Keller Williams, five years in the business. Share three things that you wish you knew coming into this business. Again, another thing I keep close by, these aren't just props. It's not a prop, it's just, it's something that I, I keep next to my phone. I keep next to my computer because those are the two components that are helping me dig into uh, my business. But um, A, uh, I wish I would have read this um, right when I got my license, uh, The Millionaire Real Estate Book uh, by Jay Papadon and Gary Keller. Um, and it's not because I'm at Keller. Uh, I wish I would have read that book when I was with Remax. You know, I was at Remax for 18 months and I wish I would have read it then. I did it. Um, so listening. One key would have been more listening and trusting is number two. Trust in the fact that the process works, right? Uh, we all see Gary Keller. We all see Jay Papazon out and these big mega agents who've done it. Well, they're doing it by doing the things I'm telling you right now. I know I haven't done it. I haven't done shit. Excuse the language. I don't know if you can swear in your okay. podcast, but <laughs> I, in my eyes, I haven't done anything, right? Um, I, I'm a half-ass agent that has done quarter of the work that's just gotten lucky. And I've been able to be successful to a certain degree of you know, someone's perception. Basically, I'm able to, I've, I've been able to pay my bills and provide a nice little lifestyle for, for my family doing it. Um, so reading that book, um, trusting the process and surrounding myself around the right people. Uh, and that just comes to your intuition. Um, I, w I wish someone would have said, listen, follow your gut, dig into the people more. And I'm like, yeah, but I already know how to do that. I know how to love on people. I, and then I'm genuine about it because I care about people. But I need to go over here and do something tricky or special or I need to go over here and, you know, do this class. And, but just really dig into who you are, what your strengths are, um, and believe in that. So here recently, I've been pulling a lot from my coaching days and my playing days or lack of playing days, but trying to play. And finding that one thing that says, what would you do different? Um, it, it, what would I do different to go play football again? Of course, um, I would train harder. Of course, I would eliminate this. Of course, I wouldn't hang out with jackass friends. I would go out and be in the weight room or I'd go study more film. Or So there's all these type of things that we're able to wish we could do, 
but I get to take that same mentality every freaking day, Ray, and I get to put it in my real estate business because I'm smart enough to listen to the people that come before me and replicate what the hell they've done. I love that. That brings me to, you know, personal development, right? And developing yourself as a human to be like the word that I like is better. You know, that's my goal is I want to be better every day, whether it's half a percent, one percent, ten percent. I don't care. Yeah. I just want to get to that next version of myself. What do you do or what do you work on to make yourself better? Man, meeting friends like you, bro. Seriously. I appreciate um, that. I know you and I connected. Uh, we tripped over each other on Facebook and um, Instagram. I think we were linked up on Instagram now. But having that genuine display of this is how he does. And obviously that was attractive enough for you to, to reach out. And, um, you know, after you, you put out, Hey, he wants to be on the podcast. Sure. Take that opportunity. So I took that opportunity to, to reach out and I'm like, well, maybe this dude just like another scam guy or whatever. I did my due diligence, just like you did your due diligence to see who am I dealing with. Right. Um, so aligning myself with, with great people, right. People that have done more stuff than I have people that have proven and, you know, wash, rinse, repeated more than I have. That's all. Um, people that have failed more than me. That's all, right? So you've failed more times than I have, but you've had probably more successes than I have. Oh, I love failure, man. Failure yes. is the best yeah. teacher. You either- You either learn and go back or you fail and you fail forward. Yeah, I just, I love failure. Like it is so underrated and people are so afraid of it. And you know, there's a couple of years ago, there's this guy, and, and, I, and I promise I'm going back to like, circa 06, 07, um, YouTube was coming out. There's, you know, this influencer wasn't even a word. It was just like motivational speakers. <laughs> Everybody, you know, wanted to be a motivational speaker. So I, um, I heard this guy, Gary V, right? Oh, yeah. And I'm going back 2000. So dude, I'm talking 15 years. I've been following this cat. Yeah. Um, and one of these days I'm going to meet him and we're going to have a great conversation. But he said something to me so freaking powerful that just rocked me to my core and that's what really led an effing fire in me, man. He was given a keynote speaker and he's up, he's pacing and he's in this t-shirt and he's got his little headbands on or, or wristbands on and, you know, the shaved head telling his story about being an immigrant from Czechoslovakia, uh, I'm sorry, um, Russia. Uh, Russia. Yeah. Um, so going on about his story, I'm like, this dude gets it. Like he's raw, you know, I'm poor white trash from the other side of the tracks, right? So I can relate to the shit he's saying but he's giving this compelling speech, right? And then he's talking about, you know, we got the World Wide Web and we can, there's no excuses anymore how to make business run and how to learn. Um, so he's giving a speech. He's like, you like Afghans, go freaking Afghans. You like this, go do that. He's like, you like Smurfs, fucking Smurf it up, right? So, and that was one of the, the comments that, you know, when you watch the Smurfs, that it was everything was so Smurfy, right? So I can relate to that because I grew up watching the freaking Smurfs, man. Yeah, 100%. Um, so when I saw that, and it just, and it wasn't about, you know, Smurf it up in a cute little phrase, but it's like, replace that with, if you like that and you're good at that, go do that. Whatever that looks like. And you're, so coming back to the component, when I was talking about those three things that I wish I would have known, really trust in the fact of what I do know. And I do have a lot of knowledge about real estate. I do have a lot of wealth experience, um, a real estate, wealth of real estate experience. I'm trying to build wealth, excuse me, trying to build wealth, but um, I have a wealth of real estate information and experience and knowledge. And I pass that on to my clients. I pass it on to strangers. I don't care if they buy a house from me or don't buy a house from me. If they ask me a question 
and there's an opportunity, you bet your ass I'm going to ask them for some business. But if they turn me down, that's okay. I'm still educating somebody about it. Just last night when I'm like, you know, sleep well. And, and this is true for anybody listening. I sent him a text, said, you know, sleep well. Thanks for uh, for helping, uh, helping someone else. He's helping, you're helping me. And I appreciate that. Um, but I also take that in my daily routine of like, how do I help? I am a servant, right? Uh, we're all servants. I tell people all the time that I'm a community guy. Like, what do you do for a living? You're all over the place. You're doing real estate. You do a lot of community work. You are coaching football. You, you know, what do you do? Like, I'm a community guy. I just happen to have a real estate division and marketing division. That's it. That's an awesome perspective to look at it from both a contribution level of, hey, I'm just contributing, but also I, me as a person, am this entity and I have a marketing division. I have a community division. I have a charity division. Like that's a great mindset and perspective. You know, it's something, uh, and I'll offer this up. I'm sure you'll eventually trip over it or find it, but um, I'm a statement guy. Again, I'm very assertive, transparent, direct, however you want to look at it. We, uh, we're sitting around with some, just as a good Kentucky gentleman would do, sitting around sipping some fine bourbon with some friends. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and um, you know, the holidays were coming up. This is my first, I think it's first full year in real estate. And um, it's easy to write a check. It's easy to maybe go serve an hour or two. It's easy to maybe help X, Y, Z, you know, round up on your bill to take care of the kids, whatever it is, right? I said, let's do something so impactful that we get some people to be like, you're nuts, you're crazy. You're like, I want that wow factor of like, holy shit, you just did that. So we're sitting this sip, sitting around sipping some fine bourbon. And I said, you know what? We're a bunch of realtors. We sell homes, we own homes, we invest in homes. We're fortunate to be living in a freaking house. What about those that are unfortunate that are homeless? Not everybody's a crackhead, thief, drug dealer, POS that is homeless. So we started putting some thought into it. I said, you know what, guys? I said, I'm going to go homeless for homeless. And they're like, huh? You know, after a few bourbons, you're thinking, oh, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> and I said, I swear, man, I got some crazy looks. And half my buddies are like, yeah, we'll do it. Yeah, we'll blah, blah, blah. You know, a couple hours. I'm like, no, I'm going to go homeless. But I sat outside, man, from Sunday night. It was November 27th, I think was the actual date. It was the Sunday after Thanksgiving up until that following Friday. I slept outside in a little red tent on Shelbyville Road in Louisville, Kentucky for five days to raise money for homeless vets um, and the coalition for homeless here locally. And I never had so much fun in my life, dude. Dude, that is dedication. Hats off to you for that. That is incredible. That was a, it was an experience. Again, that's something I get to own. I lived, I done. Um, And again, it wasn't for Real estate. I didn't get. I didn't get one deal out of it. I don't think out of it. I, I never tracked any analytics behind it. I just did it. So the hell, you know, I, I said I shot my mouth off. I said I was going to do it. Screw it. I did it. Um, so what'd you learn? Give me a couple man. things you learned. Right. That's that's a mindset shift. That's perspective. That's real life. Hell, hell, that was real life. You know, I learned that cold water is cold, and then when you got whipping winds, that gets even colder. <laughs> um, and that t- it takes a mental toll, man. Um, I sat in front of my office and I went inside maybe, and, and again, they're just very transparent about it, but once, twice a day, you know, I used the restroom in there and stuff like that. Um, I didn't want to go completely borderline unprofessional peeing out in the middle of the road. Right. So <laughs> I went and used the restroom and took a little bird bath and cleaned up myself up a little bit. And so I had that luxury. 
But, you know, I was at that time, five years ago, my son who's 12 now was seven. And again, I, I'm going to take you to another level. I was in somewhat of a separation. My wife and I, ex-wife now, but we'd separated earlier that summer. And so when I got to the point of doing this, um, to me, it's like, this is what I want to do. She, on the other hand, like, didn't understand. And I promise I'm not bringing in marital stuff, but those are the type of things like being intentional with what I wanted to do. Make sure you're aligned. Like she wasn't aligned with that, but I still went and did it. Looking back, so on perspective, I probably wouldn't have done it. Um, being the man I feel I am now, if my spouse, um, if she was like, well, I don't think that's a good idea because of X, Y, Z and gave me a compelling argument, I probably wouldn't have done it, but I did it. And we are friends today, my ex and I, and we do get along because it's our communication. Um, but it's probably the straw that broke the camel's back. <laughs> and I told him I was leaving it out. But I, I mean, I had a seven-year-old son, right? He was seven at the time. Uh, and my other son was 13 and he's in the teenage goofy years and, you know, being a loud mouth at home and then dad's doing this and dad, blah, um, she didn't want to hear that shit, but uh, because she was at home taking care of them when, you know, she looked at it as like, well, you're just out playing homeless guy. You know, I raised a bunch of money. Dude, we almost raised 10 grand. So things like that. I look at them like, I, I'll do it again, right? We got to give real dollars to real people off of a harebrained idea that I decided to put action to. And again, it's not self-serving, self-promoting. It's just truth. I just did it, right? So yeah, that, that that helped me gain a lot of perspective. No, I think that's cool, man. I think that's great. It's also a role model for your for your boys, right? I hope your so, kids? yeah. I wouldn't advise them to go out and sleep in the middle of the road that and <laughs> like <laughs> this this road I slept on, right? It probably gets 50,000 people a day. It's high traffic, high busy area. Um, a, it was great because of the awareness and visibility of the signs we put out. But one of those cars could have jumped that curb, man, and yeah. flat in my little red tent. <laughs> sure, sure. Uh, then you would have been really cold. Station. Yeah. <laughs> Six feet under cold. Yeah. Um, so, oh, yeah, man, so this that, is that, great. That, 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 was a, that was a neat experience. Yeah, I bet. It's one hell of an experience, man. Yeah, man. Seriously, I admire I'll send you, I'll email you some videos, and there's some TV coverage on it. And, yeah, uh, send them over. I'd love to see it. Yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll send that to you. Yeah, that's cool. What, um, I don't know, talk, talk me through, like, I'm always super interested in disciplined people. Like, what does your day look like in a day in the life of Thomas as a real estate agent? Um, you know, I, I could sit and say that I get up every day at six o'clock and I do boom, boom, boom. And I, you know, that's generally speaking, right? So I think when you talk discipline, there, there's some generalities in that. Um, but for the most part, I'm, I'm up every morning uh, between five and six. I, I might lay in bed. You know, if I get up at five, I might lay in bed and ease into my morning, shake some cobwebs. I might have an extra glass of wine the night before. And so, but I just, I start with my day of making sure that I'm prepared to go do what I'm doing. That's the big comp key uh, component of discipline is making sure you're prepared to whatever sacrifices are coming up. You know, when we hear discipline, we think of military guys, men and women out in the armed forces and they get up and they run and they do this like robot. It's not robotic. All you're doing is preparing to do the next thing. You know, when you get up in the morning for PT and boot camp, your, your S, you know, your three S's stuff, shower and shave, right? You go do all the stuff you need to get done to prepare to go do this. So you're disciplined in that moment of brushing your teeth so fast that you're trying to get to use the shower, to use the restroom to the next thing. So Discipline's only a precursor to the next big thing you're going to do. So I get up in the morning and shake some cobwebs, whatever that looks like. Um, get a coffee going, get some water, 
I'm a big water coffee guy. Start out with coffee, finish up with water. Love it. Um, but um, yeah, I, I just get right out. Like I, I make sure, like I feel like what I'm wearing. Like from what I'm wearing, like I want to be in that mode. It's like game mode, man. Um, when I'm in my house and I'm literally pacing, brushing my teeth, watching the news. People say, well, that's not discipline. Sure it is. Again, I'm prepping. It's like I'm getting ready to go to the game. If anyone out there has played sports, you know what pregame looks like. You're getting yourself hyped, right? You're, you're, you're in a little spirit circle with your buddies. Drew Brees, right? You remember Drew Brees and he would do that count. He's like, one, two. And his, his buddies and his teammates repeat after them. If not, go look at Drew Brees' you know, pregame speech to his um, teammates. You know, they're screaming, they're yelling, let's go, you know, chanting them up. I do that shit, man. I'm telling you, I do that stuff in the mornings. I got probably some Biggie gone, probably rocking some, either some Biggie, maybe some Tupac, um, <laughs> Darius Rucker, Wagon Wheel. I get I get my Wagon Wheel mood going. Um, ACDCs and other top of the list. I play music, man. And um, like I'm bouncing around, head bobbing, you know, whole finger, fist pump, whatever. Power I get up. get myself psyched up, dude. Yeah, power so up. I can meet guys like you and other top level professionals. So, so I can continue to navigate to, you know, wherever it is I'm going to end up. I love that, man. That's awesome. All right. Discipline so let's... doesn't have to be, I'm sorry, I meant to add this in, but discipline doesn't necessarily have to be defined. You just have to be committed to what you're doing. Oh, I love that. That's good. Discipline doesn't have to be defined. You just have to be committed to what you're doing. Yeah. I love that. Thanks. That's great. Thanks for sharing that. That's a quote, man. You need to put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> Don't take my idea then, please. Yeah. No. We'll uh, put it on the, the next homeless tent in Kentucky. Let's do it. Okay, cool. So everybody has one thing, right? So like we have an audience of real estate agents, uh, mortgage brokers, lenders, escrow people, title people, insurance people, everybody and anybody in the real estate industry. If there's one thing you can pay forward to, for somebody to take away from this conversation, what would that be? What is your one thing? Service. Yeah. Uh, have, a, have a servant's heart. No matter where I'm at my day, again, when I sent you that text last night, um, thanks for helping. Um, I appreciate that. The more we give, right? The, uh, fills your soul. Um, at least for some of us that get touched by that, be, uh, you know, having gratitude uh, to be able to serve, serve others. It's that simple. I love that. Find, find your, whatever your craft is. And if you want to combine that, that's why real estate works so great. You want to combine service with a career. I mean, I'm not afraid to say the word profit. I enjoy making money from real estate and I want to make a hell of a lot more um, money. And I, I'm not afraid of that. It's, it's not a bad word. Um, because we all have to do it. I, I just want to be strategic with the way I do it. But I genuinely love my clients, whether it be the, the cold call I just had um, an hour before, 30 minutes before you and I spoke to land a, a client like that. But it's because I'm giving my knowledge, skills, and ability to somebody and packaged it up to say, how can I serve you? Well, you can serve me by finding me a home. Great, I'm on it. I have that knowledge to go do that. And I'm going to go do that for you. Thanks for sharing that. I think that's great. Um, where can these guys find you? If they want to reach out, if they have a referral, if they want to see what you're up to, what's the sure. best way to get a hold of you? Go to thomasbellinghamrealestate.com. I'm really starting to promote that a lot. Um, my Facebook page, Thomas Bellingham Real Estate is, is what it is. I know the backslash, um, but I, I'm very easy to find. Reach out. And, and I mean this. Any agent, I don't care if you're from Arizona, 
um, Florida, wherever it is, you're young in the business and you want, you, you want a pep talk. I don't care. If you want to like, you know, every rule is different. If you just want to vibe one day on, man, I really like this idea. Come in with your ideas. I'll help you shape that up a little bit, or at least give you what I think. You tell me to jump in the lake, but go to Thomas Bellingham Real Estate. Start there. Um, send me a note. I don't care if you buy a house or not. Again, if it's just another agent, it's the easiest way to find me. My email address is easy. I love kyhomes at gmail.com. I love kentuckyhomes at gmail.com. Um, text me. 502-664-5894. Call me. Um, let's talk. I love that. Thomas, thanks for being on the show, buddy. Hey, thanks, Rob. Appreciate Take you. Care. Have a great day. Cheers. Hey, guys. It's Ray. I hope you enjoyed that episode. Thanks so much for being here, and we'll see you on the next one.